Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be a wake-up call to yourself. Well, I've got three emails I'm going to go through with you today. The f- they're all success stories. First two are from women, and the third one is from a guy. And the third one's actually pretty funny. The guy was in a 13-year marriage. His wife was cheating on him, and it's just amazing the transformation he went through. And he was actually in the middle of a, count, a marriage counseling session with his wife and a marriage counselor when he just – something just hit him. And it was just – it's a really funny story. That's why I kind of, kind of saved that one for last. The other two are kind of short. And they're both – the other two are from women and they're just sharing how my work has helped them. One of them, a woman was involved with a guy. He was treating her like a doormat. It was all because of the way she looked at herself and she describes what what my book and my videos and how it's helped her to view herself in a more positive light. So for those of you that are struggling that aren't quite there yet, these are some great success stories that will hopefully inspire you. So I've got a quote that I wrote on this topic and then we're going to go through the first email. And the quote says, in order to give love to others, you must first have it for yourself. If you are in a state of lack or feel like you do not measure up, then you won't be able to sustain a relationship for very long because you don't feel love for yourself. In order to be a good relationship partner, you must learn to think, feel, and know that you are valuable. We tend to act consistently with how we view ourselves to be. When we have a low opinion of ourselves, we unknowingly attract people who will take advantage of us, use us, and not love us. We literally attract what we believe about ourselves. It's always best to first focus on becoming our best selves, self-reliant, having a compelling purpose and mission in life, and making ourselves happy before we can become a true equal and attract a high-quality person who will love us unconditionally. I mean, at the end of the day, it really is all about you. Getting to a place where you love yourself first, you love your life first, you're proud of yourself. And as I've talked about many times in the past, when I was younger because of the upbringing that I had, I didn't have a very high opinion of myself. And I had no idea how the way I viewed myself because of my childhood and the way I was brought up had a negative influence on the people I spent my time with and especially just wreaked havoc in my dating life. I was constantly, because I didn't feel like I measured up, I didn't feel like I was good enough, I was constantly getting involved with women who made me feel exactly that, especially like what you'll see in this first email, as a woman was in love with this unavailable guy who treated her like a doormat, and she stuck around thinking that she was going to change him. And these are the types of things that I used to do when I was younger. So let's go through the first email. She says, Dear Coach Corey, you have literally changed my life. I stumbled across your work on the internet last year because I was trying to find a way to get a man I had a fantasy about to see me in a different light. He was an unavailable guy in a relationship with a woman he said he didn't love, but she was pregnant so he couldn't leave her, at least yet. I talked to so many men and so many women that are in those situations where they're involved with somebody who's married or living with someone and they got the best of both worlds. They go home every night to somebody and then they got the person 
on the side and the person that's on the side just just keeps okay yeah a few more months six more months you know got to be the right timing for the divorce to be mentioned and it just never happens remember if you're single and you want a relationship you have to look for somebody who's single ready willing able and open and if they're not it's best to just say well resolve your situation if it doesn't work out get in touch with me but I can't be just friends and I'm not going to be the person in the background and I'm not interested in being the other guy or the other girl depending on what you're looking for. And then you just walk away and you let it go. You never know. Six months, a year later, they may reach out to you or you may never hear from them again. Or they may try to get you to cave and go along with it. It's the worst thing that you can do because now you're trying to start a relationship with somebody who in essence is going to cheat on the other person. And if they cheat on the person that they're with because they're unhappy, well, if they ever get to a place in your relationship where they're unhappy, they're going to do the same damn thing to you. When I was younger, I was like, no, I'm so much better. And once she sees that, then she'll, I'll be the answer to all her prayers. Everybody gets complacent in relationships. Everybody makes mistakes. And if you make the mistake of getting into a relationship with somebody who has a history of being disloyal, when they're not happy, that's what that's just how they operate. It's not your fault. It's just the way they are. <clears throat> we became friends at first and I fell hard for him and we eventually became lovers. He was very charismatic in a leadership role within my social circle and exhibited very masculine alpha traits. He didn't care what others thought of him and did as he pleased. He was outwardly respected by other males and always had lots of women around him, was sure of himself, and all of this drove me insane for him. Imagine that. Exactly what I talk about in the book. This guy exhibits those qualities and even though he's involved with somebody else, she strongly – I mean she said she was – it drove me insane for him. That's what my book teaches. It teaches a guy how to exhibit and highlight those qualities that are already natural to him. They're already with inside. But when we've all been kind of dumbed down by society or societal engineering, if you will, by people who seem to think they have the answer to make us all the same even though we're incredibly diverse and different, it's like you can break out of that. It's like unplugging from the matrix, if you will. I made all the mistakes described in your book, being always available, responding to texts instantly and generally being his doormat in every way. Well, when you love and you value and you respect yourself, you're just simply not going to do those things. But if you perceive yourself negatively or you don't feel you're good enough, what happens? You try to do more. You try to be extra nice and extra accommodating to the point where it's demeaning and disrespectful to yourself. And when the other person sees that, it just enables their behavior and encourages them to do more of it. He in turn eventually saw me in that same light and didn't treat me very well, of course, but kept me around to suit his needs. Well, at the end of the day, you put up with it. No one will ever do or say anything to you that you don't invite them to do. And the fact that you put up with it communicated you were okay with his behavior. This is what I realize now. I could never understand how he could treat me so badly when I gave him so much. Because when you love and you value and respect yourself 
you're going to say this is not okay. This is not appropriate behavior and if we're going to continue seeing one another, it needs to change. And If it's not, then we'll just go our separate ways. It's really tough when you really love somebody and you really care about somebody to do that. It's easy to sit here and say it but to actually do that when you're head over heels in love with somebody and you realize there's a lot of things going on with that person that are toxic or not healthy for you. It's like when you get burned enough, you realize, you know what? That's just not a good thing to do. After reading your book, I realized what I was doing and started to back off, but I was so in love that I was blinded in many ways. Although I wasn't as much his doormat, deep down I still was, only hiding it a little better. Regardless, this situation led you to my work. And by reading the book, it helps you understand why his behavior has such a strong influence, especially if you're a woman watching this video. You can see, I mean, it's all of us can sit here and listen to this woman's story because we don't have any emotional investment in it. It's like we could take it or leave it one way or another. We say, well, it's easy to look at this and say, well, this is what you should do. But when you're in this situation, you don't really know what to look for. You don't know what you don't know. And you rationalize and you make excuses to yourself. Remember, people buy based upon emotion and they use logic and reason to justify their purchase. After listening to countless videos with the goal of finding a way to change him, I finally realized that I had low self-esteem and needed to work on myself. I read many books, applied what I read, and I became stronger within myself. I realized that I was a catch. I deserved so much better and broke it off with him. Of course, that's when he pursued me in order to keep me where he wanted me, but I broke free. Good for you. It takes a lot of internal strength and testicle fortitude as Richard Marcinko, the founder of SEAL Team 6, calls it. Thank you, Corey, for starting my journey to loving myself. If not for your work, I probably would have been stuck in this situation for years, hoping and waiting for him to wake up when, in fact, I needed to wake up. Well, I'm awake now, damn it. And I will keep learning and growing and keep circulating and will never settle again for mediocre. That's awesome. But remember, the universe will test you. It will more than likely send you another guy or several guys that are similar to this dude to see if you've really overcome it and mastered it. That's why you've got to be ever vigilant. It's just how the universe works. When you've got a chink in your armor, it's going to send you the perfect people to help fix that weakness. But once it no, someone like this no longer has any power over you, then they dissolve and you don't notice them anymore. You don't even look in that direction with those kinds of people anymore. Thanks again, Corey. I was not able to donate to your work financially beforehand, but I have made one now. Keep up the great work. Well, I always appreciate donations, and if you're so inclined, you can go to my website, and the toolbar at the bottom has got a donate button. Just click on that and donate whatever you feel the information is worth if you're so inclined. So on the second email, and this one's from a woman also, she says, Hi, Coach. My name is Jessica. I am a girl, obviously, well, obviously, and enjoys watching your videos on YouTube. I mainly watch them to understand the ways guys think. As you know, a lot of dating advice for women says the exact opposite as you do. Because of this, it can be a little confusing on how to act when dating a guy. Well, the things that I teach are natural depending upon your essence. And you, there's a lot of bullshit in society that's been taught, especially with the feminist movement, trying to get women to act more like men and trying to get men to act more like women. I mean all the shit I see in the, 
about fashion these days is now they got men basically wear a dress, dress like a woman, wear clothes that both a man and a woman could wear. I'm thinking, why? I mean, seriously, what the fuck? Who comes up with this bullshit? But that's besides. So it's like you see the societal conditioning. We all gotta be the same. We gotta conform. Be a robot. Group think. Herd men. And what you gotta remember about human beings is about 60% of the people have a herd mentality. They're just gonna do what everybody else does. They won't think for themselves. They don't feel comfortable enough to do that. And so when you have this group think and you see it in movies and TV all the time, it's like no wonder the gender roles are so fucking totally screwed up. But if you apply the things that I teach, they will feel natural whether you're a man or a woman. They will feel totally natural to your essence, whether it's feminine or masculine. Advice in women's magazine say don't chase a guy and let him come to you. Well, like what I teach is guys really only have to chase for about the first two to three weeks. I wouldn't even say chase. I would say it's pursue if you will. In other words, they initiate the courtship. But once a woman feels safe and comfortable, her natural innate ability, this comes from the creator. This is not about a technique or anything. It's already inside a feminine woman. Feminine energy is about bonding, connecting, opening up to receive love and that kicks in and she just feels the urge to reach out and bond and connect. Remember on an average day, women say about 8,000 words. Guys tend to say about 2,000 words. Women are going to bond and connect to facilitate that. And if you treat a woman right, like I talk about in the book, they will naturally do that. Every woman I've ever been with in my life, even before I even understood this stuff or even knew about it, they, the ones that I was successful with were doing this automatically. And that's the beauty of it. You can't – I mean this is an, a natural innate ability that is within all of us. Your advice says the opposite which is to pursue the guy. This is more comfortable to me because it feels natural and feminine. Mm. There you go. You have another woman confirming this feels natural and feminine. But it doesn't mean the guy never pursues. The guy just has to pursue in the beginning. But it's actually counterproductive the longer you date because then it just gets in the way of the woman getting to the point where she feels she wants to have a relationship, where she starts to feel love. I love watching your videos because everything you say about women is true and I mean everything. I'm glad there are guys like you who understand what a woman wants and can educate other guys on how to act in dating. Keep up the good work and maybe think about doing a video for women as your target audience. Well, quite frankly, I mean I answer emails from women all the time in videos, especially these days. So if you stick around long enough, you're, you're going to see me cover emails for women all the time because it's great for both men and women to see how you can take – because my book was written for guys. I mean let's face it. So a lot of women are like, well, how do I apply this as a woman? That's again why I discuss these types of emails in the videos. But as a woman, if you're reading my book and you understand what guys do, what they're supposed to do and same thing with women, what you're naturally going to be inclined to do. Then you can tell, especially for a woman, you can tell when a guy really gets it and when a guy doesn't. So you know which guys to spend your time with and which guys to blow off or to tell them you're not interested or to ghost them if you have to. So let's go to the third email and this one's from a guy. And it's pretty funny, his situation here. And 
But, I mean, you can understand. It's like you can feel some empathy for the guy because he went through a lot of shit for a long fucking time. And he finally is just like, I've had enough. This is bullshit. Remember the Steve McQueen quote, I live for myself and I answer to nobody. It doesn't mean you become a selfish jackass, but it's just like the woman in the first email. If you allow yourself to be a doormat, you're inviting people to walk all over you and to take advantage of you and to use you and abuse you and then toss you aside. He says, hi, Corey. I was lucky enough to run into one of your video newsletters online. At the time, I was desperate in trying to make sense of why my wife cheated on me. Well, it's quite simple because loyalty and a commitment really didn't mean anything to her. She didn't have the integrity to say, you know what, I'm not happy. I'm leaving the relationship and I want to get my own place and spend some time alone and then start dating again when I feel ready for it. Only insecure, tip, narcissistic type of women or men for that matter do these kinds of things. And when you talk to those people that cheat, they typically grew up in an environment where one or both parents were cheating or there was lots of cheating going on. It's Because whatever the kids experience, that's, that's what they think is normal to them. We were married for 13 years, three children, 13, 9, and 7 respectively. Her reason was, I don't love you anymore. Oh, since I don't love you anymore, I can go fuck somebody else. Never mind the fact that we're married and I made a commitment till death do us part and I wore the little wedding brand which is supposed to be a symbol of undying, never-ending love and loyalty. Well, it tells you where her values are. Her values are, hey, if I'm not in love and I'm not happy, fuck you. I'm going to screw around. I'm going to cheat on you because I got girl, – girls got needs. I mean that's their attitude. I tried everything including buying books and finally going to counseling even though I was warned that counseling was a waste of money. Well, there are some good marriage counselors out there and I work with – I've coached a lot of them over the years. But at the end of the day, you could have the best marriage counselor and therapist in the world and if the guy's not acting like a man, no matter. You can't fix it. And that's why it's so important to – Take things like life coaching and goals and purpose and mission and taking care of yourself and making yourself happy. It's such a great compliment what I teach to people that are in therapy. I'd say like 99 – the guys that come to me that are married and having problems, 99.9% of them, they already have the marriage counselor. They already have the therapy and they've been going for a while and it's helped to a degree but something is missing and the things that I teach, the self-reliance principles that I teach – or the missing link. It fills in the rest of what a person needs to know. One day I found one of your videos online and I quickly downloaded your book, How to Be a 3% Man. I know you said you suggested that the book should be read more than 10 times. Dude, I don't need to read it more than three times to figure what you were saying in the book. You were telling me no more Mr. Nice Guy. Well, the idea, the reason you read it 10 to 15 times is so you get to know the fundamentals and the principles to the point where you don't have to think about them. And the where that becomes really important in knowing that information really well is being able to maintain the relationship. I'm not talking about just hooking up for a few weeks or a month or two. I'm talking about like six months, a year, two years, three years, however long you decide you want to be in a relationship to where you're the one that ends it. Because for most guys – they get dumped and they're like, what the fuck happened? I thought everything was great. 
So don't shortcut yourself on learning the fundamentals. You can learn a lot, but I mean, I'm sure you like, remember seven to 10% is only is what you're going to learn on average each time you watch something or listen to it or read it. And a 270 something page book, you know, you've, you've met, you committed to memory a small fraction of the book. Just keep that in mind. And so if you shortcut learning the fundamentals and the principles, well, you're going to shortcut your success. You're not going to be as successful as you could be. And a lot of guys do that. They get themselves in a situation. They read the book a couple times. They start getting great success. They're like, I got it. I don't need it anymore. Fuck it. I'll give it to one of my buddies. And then six months later when this girl leaves him, he's like, what the hell? He reads the book again and buys another copy and goes, oh, I wish I would have listened to Corey. I've gotten so many fucking emails over the years. I talked to so many dudes on phone sessions like, dude, I should have listened to you. I see, see the YouTube comments all the time. I didn't listen. I didn't read it 10 to 15 times because after two months of dating and she told me she was in love wanted to be my, wanted me to be her boyfriend, I thought I was great. I thought I had it all figured out. Well, three months later, I was got totally complacent and she friends on me. Okay. I mean, it's predictable as the sun coming up. But if people don't want to listen, hey, you know, all I, all I can do is, is gently lead. If you don't want to follow it, it is what it is. You deserve what you get if you don't prepare. What did Confucius say? Success depends upon prior preparation. Without said preparation, there's sure to be failure. That's definitely something to think about. At the next day of counseling, I told my wife and the counselor that, in other words, no more Mr. Nice Guy. That day was my last day of coming for counseling and I asked my wife for a divorce. They were both surprised and the counselor said, I thought you don't want a divorce because of the kids. Do you want to go through sharing the kids, something that you are trying to avoid? I said that I have been (laughs) – he says, I have been so foolish. My wife cheated on me and I'm the one begging her to stay for the sake of the kids and she's still communicating with her lover. And I'm paying for the counseling? Fuck, I am the most stupid man on this planet. I would have fucking given anything to be a fly on the wall in there, dude. That takes some fucking balls. He just basically said, this is fucking bullshit. I'm taking my balls back and I'm fucking done with this horse shit. Horse shiite. Thanks, but no thanks. Elvis has left the fucking building. I told my wife to pick up the kids from school and never come back home. I told her that I will accept the children until after the DNA testing confirms that they are mine and I left her with the counselor. So I mean 13 years and obviously he's starting to recognize that loyalty didn't mean anything and who knows maybe his wife had cheated on him numerous times before. He didn't really know. I mean that sucks to be in that situation. I've had clients that I've talked to. I had one client and he had three or four kids with his wife and they'd been together for I think it was like 30 years. And I think only one of the kids turned out to be his. And one of them like looked like his best friend and I guess when she was like four, yeah, I think it was a daughter. She was like three or four. He recognized that she looks like my best friend and not me. And it's like his wife was like just a freak. I mean she literally slept with all of his business partners, all of his friends. I mean neighbors. I mean people that they would met. I mean she was, she was fucking everybody. And most of the kids weren't even his. Th- three decades he spent with this person. And he, was, he had no idea what was going on. Can you imagine for 30 fucking years you have no idea. And most of your children aren't even yours. That fucking sucks, dude. Talk about a swift kick to your balls. That's fucking brutal. 
Now that's obviously an extreme case, but you can see what happens. People don't learn this kind of stuff. They don't know any better. They don't know what they don't know. Like Confucius said, real knowledge is to know the extent of one's ignorance. My phone started ringing off the hook. I turned off my phone and my email was flooded. To cut the story short, I accepted her back when she started crawling on her belly. Now she gave me access to her Facebook, bank accounts, Instagram, and email. That's a complete 180. That, that's like a night and day difference. Guy takes his power back, says, fuck this. This doesn't work for me. The strongest negotiating position is being able to walk away and mean it. He got to the point where he said, enough of this shit. I am done with this. I'm not living this way anymore. And this is what I want. And this is the way things are going to be. He says, I am currently doing the opposite of what I used to do 13 years ago. I have two girlfriends on the side I don't know, and I don't care if she finds out or not. She's all over me. She can't go to the gym without me. She wants us to go out for dinner at least once a week. I used to pay for everything and now she pays part of everything. She doesn't get anything from me unless she gives. Wow, dude. My question now is, is it too little too late to love her again? My feelings for her now are less than 60%. And I noticed that by having my hot girlfriends around, it kind of made me feel very less demanding of my wife's attention. And my girlfriends know that I am married and they don't care. Please get back to me. You are my hero. Well, dude, as far as should you stay with your wife or not, it's not my place or my I, I don't know what's in your heart, but the reality is you have to decide what is it that you want? What is your outcome? Do you want somebody who's going to be faithful to you and loyal? Or because right now, what you basically have is an open relationship. I, you didn't mention if maybe the wife is still hooking up with a lover, maybe she's not, but at the end of the day, you got two girlfriends on the side and your attitude is fuck it, I don't care. So you got to decide what do you want for your personal life? Maybe you don't know enough yet. Maybe you haven't experienced enough yet to make a decision on whether or not you want to stay with your wife or you want to leave her. I mean, you're in the driver's seat. So again, once you figure out what your outcome is, it's like if you decide you want to be in a monogamous, exclusive relationship, well, obviously your wife, based on her history, is just not fucking capable of that. And that is the reality of the situation. So your only choice now is if you want to be exclusive and monogamous, it's not going to be with your wife because it doesn't matter to her. But you're still married to her. You got kids. You got two girlfriends on the side. So quite frankly, I don't see – take your time. Trust what you feel inside. And once you feel what is right for you, then go and make your decisions based upon that. But you know, kudos to you, dude, for fucking taking your power back. I mean it's pretty – I mean, it's a pretty great story of, you know, right in the middle of the counseling session to say that. I think that's fucking great. Good for you. So if you'd like to get my help personally, go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen on any page and just book whatever coaching option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon.